0: this podcast is brought to you by monthlychallenge.fit it's like weight watchers better help and the biggest loser had a baby check it out monthlychallenge.fit today on episode number 447 i tried the quibi you know the old pedal under your desk exercise kind of gizmo and how do i do high intense interval training without hurting myself I guess I'll have to exercise. Womp, womp, womp. Hey, it has been a long time. Welcome to the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. I'm Dave Jackson. If you're new to the show, I'm not a doctor and I'm not a trainer. I'm just a person like you trying to lose some weight. And yesterday I did something I have never done before. And that was, I turned 57. And so if you are listening to this and you are younger than 57, what I'm going to say to you is very important. And that is, you need to start now. Because the older you get, the harder this gets. You actually lose muscle, and it doesn't matter what you're doing. You're just going to naturally lose muscle, and it makes it harder and that's why I kind of don't quit. But I got really bad news for you. I mean, it's not going to really affect you. It affects me, and that is the last time I put out an episode. I was at two thirty six, and I have been uh, trying some new things. Uh, I'll talk about this Quibby thing. Long story short, I'm up a pound since the last time we talked. I'm yet again setting another new high. I'm now up to two thirty seven. Now part of that is due to the fact that, uh, like we do here in America, anytime there's anything to celebrate, we eat food. So my brother took me out last night for dinner to celebrate my birthday, and I ate, and I'm kind of, I mean, on one hand, yeah, it was great. It was the other thing that I noticed, it had been a long time since I ate so much food I felt bad. I usually kind of keep myself... Under control. And as, of course, we record this, this week is Super Bowl Sunday, which will be more bad food. So I'm trying my best to, A, drink a lot more water and get more sleep. So I want to talk about this. And you've seen these. There are a bunch of them where it's this little, it's basically a, a little mechanism that you pedal. And this one caught my eye. They're not cheap, by the way. I did not buy my new... I bought it on facebook uh what do you call it Facebook Marketplace, but even that it was not cheap, and this one caught my eye because it syncs with your phone yada 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 now here's the cool thing now i I tried the kind of slash office chair slash pedal thing, and that was pretty cool. It's called the Flexispot. spot, but I said I can't see there doing this eight hours a day, and so Since we've talked, mine is sitting in my office, and I've used it probably twice. And the Quibi, I tried under my desk. And here's the thing. When you try to exercise while you're working, and it wasn't that it was hard mentally, but these particular items are what I would call better than nothing They're better than nothing. Now, I think the better workout comes from the flexa spot. But the Quibi, I will say, well, first of all, the Quibi would not stay still under my desk. It kept moving. And the Quibi has a different kind of pedal pattern that I had to raise my desk a little higher. And it just dawned on me that for me, I don't know that it was worth it. But I moved the Quibi to the living room and bought this kind of rubbery type mat to put under so it would sit still. And this, I found very cool, to a point. So there are times when, after dinner, I started watching something, and right there, there's a problem. I'm I'm eating in front of a screen, and why that's bad is sometimes you don't realize that you're full, and you keep on eating. Now, I don't have that problem because I am making smaller and smaller portions, and after, if I get done with eating and I'm watching something on Netflix or whatever, and I've got another 15, 20 minutes, I will just pull the quibi over and start pedaling. Now, again, you're not going to burn massive amounts of calories doing this, but it's is—it's kind of almost seen as a rehab thing. So if you're somebody who, like, hurts your knee or an ankle or something, and you need to keep moving to keep things kind of, I don't know, uh, flexible... This is kind of it. And I was like, well, this is kind of cool. So the one night I forget what I was watching was a movie, I think. And so for the better part of an hour, I was peddling this thing. And again, I was like, hey, this is better than nothing. I think I burned, I don't know, 100 calories, which, you know, whatever, half a can of Coke or something like that. But the other thing I noticed is, and this again shows that it's working, is my butt got hot. And my legs got hot. Why? Because while well, you're pedaling and blood is flowing and things like that. And so here again, it's okay. It's not cheap, but it's not something that I, I could see doing for, out. like I'm not going to watch the entire Super Bowl peddling because eventually my butt is going to go, yeah, that's enough of that. So you either need to take some breaks, get up, which is a lot like riding a bike if you think about it. I know when I ride my bike, there are times when I just coast and kind of stand up to give my butt a break. So it is. So would I recommend that you buy one, I would recommend getting up and walking around the neighborhood would be better, but can I ride ride? He said, cause you're actually sitting down. Can I, you know, use a Quibi while I watch television? Yes. And it's actually still in the living room. And I probably use that uh, four times a week. Usually on my lunch while I'm watching something there, and I'm like, oh, hey, don't just sit here. And again, I realize, I think it does two things. Number one, it doesn't burn that many calories. And you can crank up the resistance and things like that. But in the end, you know, again, uh, to me, it's better than nothing. But the other thing it kind of does is it keeps my mindset on, hey, I should be doing whatever I can to try to drop some of this weight. And so in the past, I've talked about high intense, I believe it's high intensity interval training, hit And it's a great way to lose weight. When I've done it in the past, I've lost weight. But again, that was in the past, I'm now 57. And there are times when, especially because it's high intensity, you can hurt yourself. So we're gonna talk about exercise. So anytime I talk about that anyway, even if you're writing a Quibby you should always check with your doctor. I'm just here talking to myself, trying to give myself a pep talk to get back in there and lose some weight. So I'm gonna talk about a cool video I found and some uh, steps I took to make sure that if I want to use this strategy, I'm not gonna blow out a knee or blow out my heart. And I'm gonna tell you about that right after this. So I found Dr. Eric Berg, D.C., on YouTube, and he was talking about the fastest way to burn fat, so he brought up high-intense interval training, again, just called HIT, and there's actually a thing called SIT and it. a lot of abbreviations here, but what he pointed out is why high-intense, I'm just going to call it HIT, HIT training, Why does that work? And it's because you are pushing your body like you're going all out. And then what happened by doing that, you kind of push your body. And he says, where you really burn fat is when you sleep. Hence why it's important to get a lot of sleep and get good sleep. And he said, so he goes, what you want to do is exercise for one minute. And he says, a lot of times, Hot hit training is like on for a minute, off for, you know, a minute or two or whatever. And then you do this like three or four times. And he said, but the problem is if you're just starting out, you know, that can really, really push you. So what you want to do is you want to get yourself set up to have some sort of stopwatch or something for a minute. You're going to do this twice. So in my case, I asked the woman in the tube from Amazon and I said, Hey, what's her name? set a timer for one minute. She's like, one minute, starting now. And I started exercising. And for me, that was just doing push-ups until I really couldn't do anymore because a minute's a long time when you're doing push-ups. And then I stood up and started doing jumping jacks. This could be jumping rope, something that you really want to exert yourself, about 80%, 90%. You know, you want to go hard here. And then when that is done, you take your pulse. And so then you basically sit down and rest, for another minute. So ask the woman in the tube or use your watch or whatever you're doing and then take your pulse again. Now what I was using was uh, I could have used my watch. I have an Apple watch but I have one of those little things you stick on your finger to check your, your oxygen level and that does a really good job of showing you your pulse as well as seeing if you're getting enough oxygen. And then what you do is you subtract your exercising rate, your heart rate from your exercising rate after waiting a minute, and they call that your recovery. And so for me, when I was sitting there, my resting heart rate before I even started was around 70-ish. And so we'll just call it 70. And I went and I exercised for a minute and it got up to 105. And then I waited for a minute, and it got back down almost to my resting heart rate, which was 75. Now, I I feel like I cheated, because when I sat down and took some deep breaths, my resting heart rate got down to about 65. And they say the, the general idea is 60 to 72 is a low heart rate, which could be good. That's kind of a sign of... A a, you know, that you're healthy. Now, as always, contact your doctor. They said 70 to 72 is kind of a normal heart rate, and anything above 90 is high. And I will repeat this over and over. I'm not a doctor. So contact your doctor if you have any questions about this. And so what they said then is, so for me, right, I had 105 when I was doing my exercise. But after a minute, my heart rate was down to 75. So I take 105 and I subtract 75 and that is 30. Now, according to Dr. Berg, if your heartbeat, if your recovery change there in heartbeats is 12 beats or less, you need some help. That's not good. If it's between 13 and 20, not a great place to be. 30 to 20 is a moderate risk. And then if it's 20 to 30, so lucky me, I was at 30, uh, you're okay. And if you're doing more than 30, that's great. Because apparently the healthier you are, the quicker your body, your heart will recover once you stop exercising. I guess it's a sign of, of being healthy. So here's what happens is we have people that they read this, they go super hard for a minute and then it says, uh, you know, basically it's a minute on and then a minute off. So you you go for a minute, then you rest for a minute, and then you go for a minute and you rest for a minute. Well, what he was saying, and I was like, that kind of makes sense, especially when you're first starting out, is for me it took me a minute to get back to almost my resting heart rate. But what if it took me two minutes because I'm not in as good a shape? What if it took me three minutes? He's like, this is how you can kind of do this high you know, this hit training is by looking at how long does it take you to get back to, you know, close to your resting heart rate. So let's say it took you three minutes. Well, then exercise for a minute, jack your heart up, and then rest for three minutes. Even though the directions might say one minute on, one minute off, for you, you're just starting out, it'll get better. Let's go three minutes off. And this is where you can just what you do is, you know, exercise for a minute. And if you've got something, monitor your, your heart rate and then just sit there. Take some deep breaths if you want and see how long. What you're timing here is you're watching two things. You're watching a stopwatch, which is now counting up. And you're also watching your heart rate. So when you see your heart rate get back close to normal, look at how long it took you to get there. And that's what you can do. That's now your interval. That's how long. So you can say, okay, I'm going to go one minute on. And then, you know, if it took you four minutes to get back down to your resting heart rate. And this way, you're not kind of over pushing it. And that can lead to just bad things, right? You can, you end up stressing out and things like that. And I was like, I kind of like that idea. So, and Dr. Berg is kind of all about keto and Obviously, he's a doctor. I have I have no I've done no research on this person to find out if he's a quack or not. He's got very nice hair. I will say that, and he looks very healthy. So if that's uh, you know one of those things, but what he was saying is that the best time of like what's the best what's the best exercise to do hit training, and he says it's not push ups, it's not jumping jacks, it's not any. There's a big old list. I'll put a link. Out at com slash 447, the giant list of things you can do. And he said, really, the number one thing is sprinting. Now, as I record this, it is February 9th in Ohio. It is cold, and I am not sprinting anywhere. And I don't feel comfortable going as hard as I can on a treadmill because if I fall, it's not going to be pretty. Not that if I fell outside, it would be pretty, but I just, one of those things, it's like, nah and I always feel like the treadmill's going to break when I'm going full out and that whole nine yards. But he said sprinting was best, and he says what you could do is you could go to, let's pretend it's summer outside and there's not a pandemic. You go to the park, you find some nice soft grass, and you just go all out for, let's say, you know 15 seconds, something to get your heart rate way up there, and then whatever it takes you to get back to restful, you could do that. So find a bench and sit down. And he said, you know, maybe you do four to six of these repetitions. You you run super fast, get your heart rate up, and then you go back down to resting heart rate. Then you go back and you run super fast. You sprint, and then you, you just repeat that four to six times, and you do it twice a week. It can really boost you burning fat because, again, you burn fat when you sleep. And then he has a whole bunch of uh, tips on how to get better sleep, take vitamin D and vitamin B and go to bed early and all sorts of stuff like that. But I just saw that and I was like, I kind of like that idea because in the past I've done this on treadmills. And for me, it was simply, I would be walking at like three miles an hour, which is for me, a normal walk. It's a little, I mean, just barely brisk walk. And then I would go up to five miles an hour, which is almost like it's right on that edge of like, okay, my feet are going really, really, really fast. And I'm trying to figure out if I need to jog or not, you know, or maybe even for it, just something. And then I would watch my heart rate again. The idea here is to get your heart rate up. And that's the other thing that going back to the quibby I was talking about, does the quibby burn? Yeah. But is it exercise? Hmm. I'm going to say no, and here's why. It never really jacks up your heart rate. Yes, it does more than it does sitting down, but anything is going to burn more calories than sitting down. And so one of the things I'm trying to get into, in fact, I did this tonight, is when I'm on a treadmill, when I'm on an exercise bike, whatever it is that I'm doing, I do it, and you know, the goal here is to raise my heart rate. And the other thing I've done, I got this tip from uh, a friend of mine. He said, find a TV show you like if you have a TV in your workout area and tell yourself you can only watch that TV show if you're exercising. And I like that. I like that a lot. I found a TV show uh, that he recommended called Bosch on Amazon. So far, it's like, okay, it's kind of a whodunit cop show kind of thing. But I'm only allowed to watch that show if I'm exercising. And the the uh, episodes are about 40 minutes long. So I can do a little cardio, a little strength training, and I've got this big giant TV on the wall. I will give you that last tip here. If you're putting a TV on the wall in your exercise room, put it where your eye level is not looking up or looking down. Try to make it kind of straight across from you. I hung mine a little high, so it's it's one of those things where, as I record this right now, my neck's a little stiff because for four minutes, 40 minutes, as I was exercising, I was kind of looking up and it kind of jacked up my neck just a little bit. And that's what we're trying to avoid is getting hurt. So that's, again, let me paraphrase that. So what do you do? You you measure your resting heart rate, whatever that is. And I'll have links to uh, one of those little oxygen things I was talking about. I think they're like five, 10 bucks. Super easy way if you don't have a, and even with me, like my, my Apple Watch, I was like, oh, I got to go through all the apps and figure out how to get my, my, my total like not not a third world problem or however that goes uh you know oh man i can't find my heart rate on my apple watch uh but this thing's super simple so you you measure your resting heart rate then you exercise for a minute really pushing yourself measure your heart rate again that's the top one sit down for a minute again and See where your heart rate is at the end of a minute. Subtract the large number, which is as high as it was when you're exercising, from the number after you've rested for a minute. And if it's 12 beats or less, that's a problem. If it's 13 to 20, eh, you're at a moderate risk. If you're 20 to 30, you're okay. And if you're more than 30, you're doing great. I realize math is not fun, especially when you're doing it via audio. So you can go out to logicalloss.com slash 447 and see everything I just mentioned along with a link to the video so you can listen to Dr. Berg do the whole thing. So I'm trying to do these more consistently. I hate people that, that do apologies in a podcast, which is why I didn't do this at the beginning. I'm doing this here because, hey, you must like this show because you're still here. I At the beginning of the year, my company got, which is a good thing, my country got my country, my company got slammed. And we're just super, super busy, which I think is another reason if I'm going to look for an excuse, and that's what it is, uh, why I'm not losing as much weight is the time I would be exercising in the evening. I'm actually working still. So, but like I said, I'm trying to uh, focus on drinking more water. I'm trying to get more sleep and I'm trying to do 30 minutes of exercise uh, every day. And that uh, that does not include the quibby. Um, because that would involve watching TV. So hope all is well with you. Remember, this is not going to be an easy battle. It took us years to get this overweight. It's not going to come off super-duper quick. And so that's where the key is shoot for consistency. Make your next meal healthy. Today I was kind of happy. I cooked fish. I ate uh, salad. I I actually had a really good day today, and I expect the scale to go down. I did not expect the scale to go down the day after my birthday cuz I ate tons of food. But I'm trying to get back on track and get that that thing going the right direction. So don't get discouraged if things aren't working, try something new. I mentioned that in the last episode. It's a new year, maybe we need new strategies. You can do this. You know you can do this. The only way you're going to get beaten is if you quit. And what happens? You quit, you end up back on the couch. 4 days later you're like, "Ah, oh, dang it, I'm still fat. Yeah, it's not going to solve anything. So stick with it. Keep trying things until you find what works and then do more of that. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Dave Jackson from the school of Podcasting.com. We'll see you again real soon with another episode of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. If you're listening to this on a website, please consider subscribing to us for free on iTunes by going to logicalloss.com forward slash iTunes. live long. I just want to be thin, I don't deny it, thin, I want to try it, thin, but I can't buy it, guess I'll have.